Adam, if you had to do the intro, what would you do and how would you do it like right now? Oh, fuck me. That's pressure. That's why I'm, I'm trying to like a little bit on Jay's side. You want me to do the intro? I'd see, what I would do now is for the intro, I would have Tim saying, Adam, what have you? What would you do for the intro? I'd put all this in the intro. So essentially what this would be, would be the intro. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, award-winning podcast, and this might be an award-winning episode of an award-winning podcast. Holy fucking shit, we've only gone and got Dan Paris. Clip that. There you go. Put it in, send it out. Yeah. <laughs> clip machine. Hello. I'm sitting in a window at a hotel room that I just pulled into down south. But it's a yeah. it's a nice window. Look, see. <laughs> Very happy. Good, good natural lighting, and and yeah. What? Uh, this is nothing to do with neighbours. We'll get onto that. What camera phone have you got that you've got such an amazing picture? Oh, it's only the iPhone 12. Is it that good? I mean, it's maybe just a lighting thing, but like, it's a lot better than our pictures. <laughs> Oh, it's because I... I'm in Australia. We got a sun. <laughs> oh yeah, I think, Dan, I think it's a Dan thing. It's not the phone. It's, it's, it's Dan. He's glowing. It's not the phone. Too, too kind. So not at this age. It's not the Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's a very gloomy grey day in Manchester, England currently. Yeah, well, we're we're yeah we're in the middle of well, February's the hottest month in this in. In Perth, I'm just south of Perth today, so we're you know, we're battling. God, we've had some warmth. We've had 40 degree days, and it doesn't get down to less than 30 overnight. Just sticky hot nights without air conditioning. But um, yeah, so I mean, it sounds nice, but it's that's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot, you know. Yeah. So, but anyway, can't complain. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out to to. Oh, no, thank you. Obviously, we watch old episodes of Neighbours, and mm. we very very recently. It's very very raw for us right now uh we have just watched your character drew kirk die on neighbors in a very sudden dramatic heartbreaking way it's it was literally last night for adam when he watched this i i'm still i'm wearing black today just you know out of respect um the thing is i was i i couldn't sleep last night and sometimes when we do these interviews it's because i'm excited and things like that i honestly think i was still trying to process what I'd just seen, and now I've got to, now it's a different emotion because you are here. I I know the magic, hey. <laughs> so probably what you probably saw was a stunt guy with a wig on getting pushed on a forty-four gallon drum um, whilst I was packing up, packing up my home and um, heading around Australia for twelve months and probably aiming for the tropics. <laughs> it was it was so, very, yeah. very sudden. And I did want to ask you about that. Why? Why it was so sudden? Was it the the story? Was it they wanted a, a sudden impact, or were you just very keen to get off? Or what, what was what was the reason behind that? Um, I I don't know. I can only yeah. I remember this is still coming back to me. Of course, it was twenty years ago, but um, I remember at the time. Um, it could possibly be because I um I, I'd said that I was going, but I'm not sure the production had believed me, and they probably look in. From their perspective, I think that might be they might have thought it was some sort of negotiation tactic that I was using because they did, they did ask for a couple more years, which was very flattering, of course. Um, but I had I had really wanted to sort of go and try different things and go traveling and um, 
yeah, that, I think it, it probably came more sudden to them. So it was just a script that, well, it was within a couple of weeks of me actually departing that they realised I was actually going. And I think that's just how the script writers, you know, came about making it happen without and probably enough notice, I, I guess. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably the case. I'm not just going to smother you with compliments and whatever all day. We don't need to do that. But it, 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 it's probably quite a credit to you, though, that you, and my understanding is you kind of came into the show almost randomly as well like you were traveling mm. and then you stumbled upon this but they mm. they pushed drew right up to the level of royalty as far as neighbors is concerned and then mm. then it was obviously like up to you almost it sounds like to just carry on yeah I, I, look i yeah I, I didn't go into it wanting to be an actor or anything i um i was just traveling australia so you know it was really it was a whirlwind experience it was remarkable i was just a young kind of i guess cocky <laughs> 23 year old i suppose with lots of confidence and you know got me got me in the door and yeah it was a wonderful experience for four or five years but uh you know i didn't i didn't have those strong aspirations to to build my profile or to release an album or to go to you know work in other countries and stuff i did i did a little bit in the uk with regard to pantomime and so on over the holidays and christmas but um you know once i left i i'd sort of cleaned wiped my hands of the acting industry and i i went off and that was my intention anyway and i went off and um and traveled so i was pretty ignorant to the whole building your brand and profile and stuff like that. Whatever happened just happened because we had good PR um, at, at the office on the time and they, they did all that work. I just, you know, I just did what I was told essentially and it kind of unfolded that way. Mm. How long was the like your initial contract for? Because we, we've spoken to a couple of people and they've come in on like short-term ones and then they might be out the door pretty quickly. They might make a sort of cameo appearance or something. But like Tim said then, like you got, you were brought in as like you, you weren't related to anyone on the show. Like mm-hmm. you were just like this new guy who's come from Oki, um, and you've yeah. you've just kind of moved in. You weren't in the street yet. You were just outside the street, and then all of a sudden, like you obviously meet meeting Libby and that storyline. Like the Kennedys are obviously like neighbors, neighbors royalty. There, like Tim said, was that always was that an intention to bring you further into the show and give you a long-term kind of thing or was it was it just kind of a wait and see thing for you how did that work yeah no I think it's more the wait and see I came with no experience either so I you know I, I had no training um and, and Neighbours is a great platform for for kids like myself at the time um because you know we have a drama coach there and uh, it, for so many Australian up-and-coming actors it's it's been a you know it's been a, an education system for them as well so, um, yeah, it's lovely to be able to work on the job and learn on the job. But, um, yeah, I think it was like 13 weeks, the first contract, which is, isn't very long at all. And then as you start to prove yourself and you build, you know, I guess your, your profile a little bit and, you know, they base it off the response from the audience, I, I would think, um, you get longer contracts. I think it went 13 weeks, six months, six months, and then they start to do like a yearly thing, which is great for a show. I mean, for, for actors that need employment, to get a one or two year contract in Australia, I would think that's that's security that you don't usually get. So that's um yeah, it's really comforting. Yeah. But was there anything initially or any way initially that you could gauge the audience reaction? Because the way that we've watched it, we all watched it when it first happened, when it was first televised. Um, but obviously, been we've been looking at it, at it again recently. We were all really excited for oh, this is Drew. Drew's here. So and we we knew that this was going to happen. So then it's been doubly entertaining for us every time you've had a ridiculous storyline or 
an <laughs> amazing dramatic storyline. Like I say, we've been doubly excited every time something's happened. You, yeah, you became think, like one of our like I don't know. Is it is it like a cult? Is that a, a cult? A following <laughs> that you had or something? Maybe it's just like it does. You, <laughs> we like we watched this when I was about fifteen, I think, at the time or something. Maybe a couple of years younger than that. Um, mm. You were like our hero. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like at the time, you were this cool guy. You had amazing hair. Who, like, you just appeared. You <laughs> could like, changed. ride motorbikes. You could fix oh. cars. You like did yeah. horse stuff. You like <laughs> you walked in, and all the girls on the show were like, "Who is this guy?" You were like, "We all wanted to be Drew Kirk." I think. <laughs> What's happened? Is it, that's that. Yeah, no, it's nothing like that these days. Big <laughs> <laughs> ghosted. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were getting your fair your fair share of fan mail back in the day. The fan mail, the likes. Of, so yeah. So I mean, we sort of. Um, I I did a general audition. I think to go back to the original kind of part of the question, I um, did a general audition as a you know sort of confident young, no experience chap, and um, they 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 employed on the back of that Dan McPherson and myself. I think Dan played Joel. Is that right? Yeah. And. Um, yeah. And um, we just sort of started at the same time. The two Dan's kind of came in, and I don't think we were, we're very adrift. I don't think we had family and, and so on. We just um, we sort of slotted our way into the groups and families eventually. But yeah, I mean, the young guys. I was considered the older for the demographic that the show is. I think it was like under sixteen and over sixty or something like that that watched it the most. So I was in my mid twenties, so I was the older brother. And but the young fellas like. Uh, Jesse Spencer and Jansen Spencer and Dan McPherson, those guys, the fan mail that would come in, it was just remarkable. They were really popular. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd get it, I'd get a bit, but, you know, nothing like those guys. They, yeah, they were, um, yeah, they were the, the real draw card, I suppose, in, in the show. But the first couple of weeks, we had to do the full Monty. Like, literally, the first two weeks of my experience in the acting industry on Australian television was take all your clothes off in front of a bunch of people you don't know. <laughs> like literally, except well, we, yeah, there was a modesty pouch. I don't know if you know what they are, but it's, it's very little. <laughs> very little. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Um, <laughs> so it was just. You know, I was thinking, what am I getting into here? I love it. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, we were going to do that. I think Jay, were you going to? Did you almost have a? A damn Paris, uh, this is your Drew Kirk life kind of thing that we were going to go through. I still got that. I did. I did have a little bit of a a summary of of Drew Kirk's life. Uh, If you wanted to go through that, uh, uh, unless there's any particular stories that you fondly remember that you wanted to talk about first, Uh, any any storylines that that really jump out at you. No, why don't you? I mean, I haven't really got uh, a great memory these days. That's showing my age, isn't it? So. You can you jog my memory. It's like, what did we do? I know I got married, fell off a horse. I think everything else is a blue. Well, as it, as it would be. <laughs> to be fair to you, uh, they don't explain why you die. You do fall off the horse. And then Carl goes, oh, yeah, he's got some, I think they say internal injuries or something. He doesn't say it very convincingly. And then literally the next mm. scene, Carl's telling Libby that you've gone. And then it's your funeral, and yeah, they really don't explain it at all. So, don't feel don't feel yeah. like you're failing you in that regard. Yeah, well, the show's actually because uh, it came off air here. I don't know how much 
that you know, um, and it was to end uh, in Australia um, last year, I think. And, yeah, sort of almost 12 months ago. And the uh, rumour is that it's been picked up and, again, it's it's got a life. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if that means hiring the, the old cast back. But, um, I yeah, I did go back a couple of times. I played a zombie in, like, a webisode yeah. thing, which was kind of fun. But I also saw that. <laughs> the dream set. Yeah. So it, I remember that. On, talk- it's on YouTube. Yeah. We, we did a special for it, uh, what, mm-hmm. six months ago maybe, something like that? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, and the makeup artist was fantastic. I think that was the best part. She was so good. We looked disgusting as zombies. <laughs> uh, I had to eat Susan, which was great. But I said, can I eat Kylie as well? She'd be tasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no luck. But, uh, yeah, look, I, um, yeah, I, look, I, maybe there's an opportunity with that sort of uh, very little described ending to my, my life on the show. Perhaps I could come back. Yeah, well, he didn't actually... with, yeah, like the thing with that was, like I said, I only watched it like yesterday. Um, you don't, we don't see you again. It's not like we go into the, the like the hospital room and you're there strapped up to everything, and Libby starts crying and all that. We don't see you. We are only taking mm. this doctor's word for it that you are actually dead at this stage. <laughs> There's a coffin. We don't know if you're actually. Hit. Kidnapped <laughs> agent comes back twenty years later. Drew, <laughs> I bet Dan knows and he's not saying anything. He's the reason Neighbours is back. No, no, I wish it was. I wish I'd actually, I'd actually consider it. I tell you what, I miss it dearly. Um, but I did say when I left the show, um, they said the, the, I sat down with the producer and uh, he said, um, "You do know if you kill yourself, we kill you off, you can't come back. And I said, well, that's the reason I'd like to do it because I know I'll be tempted to come back and I just wanted to try new things. So, uh, of course, I became a photographer. And I've actually, about four or five years ago, I got back into the acting game. Um, we did a couple of local series and stuff and I do a bit now. I'm really enjoying it, actually, with different networks. But, um, but yeah, I, I went back uh, to do, I think it was a zombie thing and I asked the producer a different one at the time. I said, oh, you know, maybe Drew could come back and... He said, no. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first character to come back after dying. No, I know. That's what I was telling you. I said, come on. What about Harold? <laughs> I think he had an or something. <laughs> and <it was> like, <laughs> uh, nice. Madge was an actual ghost in the finale. Was she? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you, yeah, they she had to definitely be. do ghost. That would be fine. Or you, yeah. Or like a conscience of somebody. You could just be there like a, like a guardian angel or something. You could do any of these things. It's a guardian angel that fixes cars and rides horses. That's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe maybe he's finally made friends with the horse, who 20 years later is probably made of glue somewhere as well. So you mm. could be friends. Oh, this is a spin-off. Oh, look, I like the idea. I like the idea. Get something on paper and I'll, um, I'll sign up. Yeah. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Jay, have you got some of his earlier things then so we've yeah. Paul Monty obviously brilliant um <laughs> and dropping that on you is ridiculous straight away but why not if you've oh. got Dan and Dan you yeah you get them you get the tops off straight away obviously that's like a go an obvious one <laughs> makes sense but at the time it was a bit concerning <laughs> yeah so when drew came into the show uh i think you were staying with your auntie or something and then you met luke carpenter one day and somehow ended up working in his garage and uh, and you were an instant hit with the ladies 
Uh, and, and also an instant hit with one of the lady's husbands as well, uh, who was at, who was uh, purposely breaking her car so she could come and see you. You were then uh, enticed into the full party, obviously, as we talked mm-hmm. about. Uh, and Lou Carpenter was also convinced that you were growing weed in his garage at one point as well. Yeah, that, that wasn't actually scripted. That was just, that actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> what was your relationship like with um, Tom Tom Oliver, who, who was obviously playing Lou? Because you two were a bit, not a full-on double act, but obviously you you were spending a lot of time with him. I think you moved into his house at one point, obviously working at the garage. What was what was it like working with him? Was that was that good? Was he good with you as a, as a newbie to the kind of acting game and everything? Yeah. Yeah, Tom's, Tom was, I was told at the beginning by a couple of younger cast that, you know, you respect Tom regardless for the length of time he's been in the industry. And, you know, I, I took that on. And But it turns out Tom and I, we sat next to each other every time we're in the green room. We had a little corner. We got along really well. I really enjoyed Tom's company, actually. So, yeah, he was, uh, um, he um, yeah, he took me under his wing, I think, to to a degree, you know. I had dinner with him on the, on the occasion. And, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, he was probably one of the, the people that I was closest to on the cast for sure. Yeah, it's quite a good little like dynamic, really, because he's obviously the older, older character. And but then you had to almost keep him in check a little bit because he, he was doing his ridiculous schemes, and you were you were quite like you were like the straight man most of the time, saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it's coming back, back to me now. I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was something, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was very lucky to have Tom as my sort of yeah, my um, uh, as, as a duo, I suppose, the two of us. We were um. Yeah, I, I really felt comfortable with him as it, you know, and he's helping me through because he's got a lot of experience. So yeah, I got like I learned a lot from him for sure. Well, at one point, I think he he got he tried to get you to do some stand up comedy as well. He decided that even though you'd been like a pretty um, serious straight character, you were the man to do the stand up comedy at the pub um, for some reason, and then you started just cracking all these jokes out of. Pretty much nowhere. Where did that come about? Is that because you were always cracking jokes, like in the green or anything, or did someone was it a rib on you to try and make you uncomfortable, or what? What? How did that work? I think it's just uh, lazy script writing. On <laughs> <laughs> neighbours, what do you mean? <laughs> no, solid away quite clearly. <laughs> it's obvious to me now. Um, I don't know. I don't know, and I vaguely remember that part and I'm you know I'm, I'm great with the dad jokes but uh I think and uh, now but uh I don't remember me being a great comedian at the time so I'm, I'm surprised they aired that uh yeah no yeah vaguely remember that happening and, and uh, like singing at my wedding for example uh, oh, that was I don't I couldn't say no to anything though I mean I was yeah give it a go and then you do these disastrous things that uh, you're no good at and but you got to try them you know to learn that you you probably shouldn't do it anymore yeah fantastic Fantastic. i I feel like i feel like you both just paused i will i will just say dan i also sung (laughs) my wedding a month ago and also learned that's something i should never do again (laughs) yeah it went very well though it was very good Uh, your song that drew sang in it like it went very scottish heavy for drew's wedding like it went full kill Haggis, it went mm. ridiculously Scottish. What was what was the the deal with that? I mean, it, it... what? Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, it's, it was. I think it's a Scottish heritage. Obviously, is, um, you know that's where the lineages come from. So they went, yeah, went with that. But I remember at the time, like I think it was only a couple of weeks later, Home and Away did a very similar thing, 
Um, they had yeah. a, a young couple on the yeah, a couple of um, cast members. Uh, the characters got married and had a Scottish wedding in a kilt. So I was a bit. Oh. I know. I know the directors and writers used to sort of circulate between the two shows. So I wonder if there's, if it's coincidence or if it's, uh, again, just, um, yeah, just the way it played out because, uh, you know, they were sharing storylines or something. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I did have the, who, who was at the wedding, the cast and crew were there. I had them wondering, you know, what was under the kilt on the day. And I, I led them to believe there wasn't a lot, but there, <laughs> there was a fair bit. Hoping <laughs> <laughs> wise. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then the singing as well. Out like, did you have to? Did they just go? Oh, by the way, you're singing, um, yep. and you were just like, brilliant. <laughs> Cheers for that. That's exactly exactly how it played out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I've never sung. I can't. And pantomimes. I used to come and do the pantos, at, you know, Christmas over your way, and uh, which was that's when I got up to Manchester. That was an experience. And um, you know, you do you sing for five or six songs per show twice a day. And when you're not a singer and you're terribly, you know, nervous about the whole thing, it's, it's a form of torture, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, that thing on that wedding day was terrible. But they uh, they took, I think they took it back uh, back to a, an audio studio later and, and tweaked it for me, which was very kind of them. That's nice. We should have done that with yeah. yours, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Jay, what else have you got from the the life of Drew Kirk then? After so, the wedding, anything after the wedding? Uh, so after the wedding, uh, you were blissfully in married life. Uh, but then Libby did have a, a motorbike accident, which was like the big cliffhanger of the year. Uh, and yeah. then Libby found out she wouldn't be able to have children or it'd be very unlikely. So she broke it off with Drew. Now, there's you might not remember this, but we've watched this at the time. So there was a there was a character called Brendan, I think it was Tess's ex-husband who caused who caused the uh, the motorbike accident at the time and again he died very suddenly i always got the impression drew kirk killed him i don't know because drew is very (laughs) mad about what's happened and goes to see brendan and has a right go at him and then again next scene he's just died all of a sudden i thought the implication was always that drew has done something to him uh i don't know any memory of that at all (laughs) no (laughs) i don't know what you're talking my lawyers (laughs) not, not to answer that (laughs) <laughs> the, like now you've just said that that's yeah. similar to drew's death death in a way like is was there a, the karmic gods at play and you maybe that's what's happened that's why your death was so sudden as well because you know either either mm. brendan's come back because he wasn't really dead or you are now doomed to relive the same death as brendan maybe yeah look it, yeah i mean it's <laughs> surely this is based on real life it is a documentary of course um, <laughs> yes <laughs> It's a fly on the wall yeah. series. Yeah, it is exactly, exactly. So this this kind of thing happens all the time, all the time, um, and it is, it is quite believable. But yeah, no, I, I didn't kill him. Um, in fact, I don't <laughs> even. <laughs> just for the record, <laughs> around yeah, that time. No. Sorry, I was yeah. going to. I wanted to ask, like, it never actually happened. But was there ever any plans? Obviously, you got together with Libby happily ever after until you fell off the horse. Um, but then you and Steph were always really close and you were pals and a lot of similar interests and it was, and she liked Drew for a little bit. Was there ever mm. like a chat in the back about whether, you know what, let's get those two kids together instead. Did they do anything like where they gauge the audience's responses with that? I think I always thought, oh, them two will end up together. Brilliant. But then because Drew was such a good guy, he would never 
do that? Mm. What what was the mm. was there anything ever mentioned about that? Uh, that yeah, that was the tension that, that was constantly in the background. Yeah, I think that was um, I, look had I had I signed on for longer, perhaps you know Drew and Steph would have um, would have united. But uh, I did go back oh, a couple of years, maybe after I left, and um, there was a dream sequence where um, in the dream um, Steph is quite intimate with Drew, and we we shot that. So um, yeah, it sort of suggested the whole way. That that was um, um, yeah throughout throughout the the filming that that was going to happen but um, yeah I guess in a dream sequence we did but uh, in reality it didn't so um, yeah who knows what would have happened if I'd signed on for a bit longer but uh, yeah Carla's I, I'd still well I keep in contact with Carla as a as a performer as well she's she's someone that um, yeah we 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 had a we had a nice close relationship outside of work as well so yeah that's someone long alongside of Tom that I've actually um, yeah I, I really I really got connected with. I was I was going to ask you about that actually when you were talking about Tom earlier. Is, is there anyone who you're still in contact with um, in, in any in any way really? Just like you still close uh, to? Oh yeah, not really. I mean, it's it's been a long time. I, actually, I, I did uh, message Kim Valentine uh, last year and and Carla as well just to say hi, and it was really you know really nice to reach out and, and see them again. Or, or well, you them again. Like, oh, that guy from twenty years ago, yuck. Yeah, well, they did mention something about stalking, and they blocked me. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm new to technology, I, you know. But uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, it. Was really nice, actually. It was really it was really lovely. It was because um, I mean, it was hard. Like when I oh man, I, when I left, I was only on it for four or five years. But I remember um, I got I, I, the last day, and this is all. This was a new experience. I, I left the studio. We had a little farewell, a little barbecue, whatever. I got home and I walked in my front door and just. My partner at the time just stood there, and I just flooded with tears. I don't know; it wasn't because I was sad; it was because I just all this emotion and you know energy had built up. And I was most importantly, I was saying goodbye to a group of people that I'd become. I'd been around for you know twelve, fourteen hours a day, some days, five to seven days a week for the last five years, and we'd been doing some really, really personal and, and really intimate things together, you know, on screen and, and off as well. You know, we, we socialise together as well. And I was just saying goodbye to my, my closest family. And that's what that was about. I just couldn't. I just let it all out, purged. She got, girl gave me a big hug, my partner at the time. And I sort of reflected on that. I thought, God, what was that all about? It just came over me and then you know, I was fine. But it it sort of describes that, that um, the intensity of the relationships that we had. You know, and it was cyclical. There were ups and downs, like any relationship. And um, but in the end, it was it was just it was really beautiful, and it was really hard, and and it was sad to let go of that. Um, you know, and I just took off. I just yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not very good with goodbyes. I I came back, and there was a couple of parties that Carla held, of course, that we I came back for her thirtieth a year later, and that was lovely. And I remember being there at Carla's party her thirtieth, and there was a few of the cast there and crew. And, I just, yeah, I just sort of hung out with Kim the whole night from memory. Her partner was there, but it was just really nice to see her again. So um, I don't know if we hugged each other for most of the night or not, but it was just, yeah, it was just really lovely um, sort of decompressing after a pretty intense five years, taking a year off and then coming back and seeing them much more relaxed, just being in a more relaxed kind of kind of headspace and seeing them as, as some, some people that you connected with that you otherwise wouldn't have in such an intense way it's, it's, it's hard to describe but it, it was really a beautiful feeling it, it's honestly such a, a nice thing to hear because as much as you might make that assumption it's mm. 
it's not all you're not always going to guarantee that actors are going to make personal connections like that and and actually have a have a real connection as something that's so memorable so that that's really nice to hear mm, i think i think you know i mean they're the, one of the things when i first started on the show the cast just blew me away with, you know how intelligent they were these are really smart human beings to that are on the show and um a few exceptions like myself but uh, most of them are <laughs> really smart and I, I was just bowled over, but I guess that leads to, uh, you know, making good choices as well. And you know, you know that if you're in close personal space with people, like particularly the, the actors that you're in scenes with and storylines with for so many hours in a day, for so many days a week, you, you have to make it work and you, you communicate and find ways if you can um, to, uh, you know, if there is a little aberration or it gets wobbly or something like that, then you, you, you sort it out and you, you try and make it work as best you can and, I wasn't always successful at that, but um, overall, yeah, it's just nice to to know that, um, yeah. I, look, it's I, twenty years later. I still it's still one of the best experiences of my life, and I've done other things, and people still, even today, I, you know, I was driving down to I'm shooting a, a travel show at the moment. We're doing some scuba diving tomorrow um, on a shipwreck here, um, the HMA Swan. We're doing two dives on that um, and filming it. As he's just adding more stuff to the legend as he goes. And he's just saying <laughs> yeah. it like it's nothing. We've gone through all the yeah. horse, the motorbike, the photography now, the acting yeah. fixes cars, and now he goes scuba diving on shipwrecks. Yeah. This is winding me up a little bit now. <laughs> we're, we're, I, you didn't let me finish. We're wrestling sharks as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just today there was someone that said, oh, do I? Do you look familiar to me? And I thought, oh. Yeah, the problem is though now that it's been so long. If I say oh, I was on Neighbours, they go, "No, that's not it." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just lingers and lingers. Two decades later, people and it's you know they do they recognise. I, I was at a school yesterday, and some of the teachers said, "Were you on Home and Away?" I said, "Oh, it was Neighbours." So it's still it's such an institution, like it really is. Do you like it when people do that? Like when we got in touch, were you like secretly so annoyed that we were asking, like you've no. done all these other wonderful things and like you've moved on and we're like, uh, could you talk to us about Drew a little bit, please? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I could tell, to be completely open and honest, um, after a few years on the show, I was pretty tired of it. The first year was so fascinating and fun and a roller coaster and amazing. And, you know, it's, it's a young guy, you know, it was a bit of validation, I suppose. It was making me feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy. But um, it became, for me, it became quite tiring in the end. And I ended up um, shying away from a lot of those sorts of um, responsibilities almost in the media. I, I, you know, I wouldn't go out in the school holidays and I sort of, I share house with five people. So I sort of became, a, I guess, a bit inclusive and just stayed at home because um, it wasn't really my, my thing, that much attention. Um, but now, like when you guys called, oh, I've been over backwards. I love it. It's it's very rare. It's very um, you know, once in a while. And I, yeah, I actually quite enjoy it. And you know, it's a big part of my life. And um, you guys are talking about me, and I get to talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, no, it is. It's it's nice to sort of look back on something that was um, yeah, that it's appealed to so many people, I suppose. Dan, you look as good as the day that you left us, left our screens on Neighbours. No, it was nearly dead. Was <laughs> yeah, like, maybe not that bit. Not that day. He looks <laughs> as good as the day he walked into our lives, into that coffee oh. shop, and just started fixing random cars. He looks that good. He doesn't look as good as when he was crippled and had a spleen rupture from falling off a horse. <laughs> yeah, no, but. 
slightly better, only just. It's uh, it's it's very marginal <laughs> the improvement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nearly fifty guys, and about two months, three months off fifty. So yeah, it's happened. Getting old. I, honestly, I, like I said, I'm not just going to fill you with compliments, but if I look half this good at 50, <laughs> fucking hell, just <laughs> not fair. I, I need to move to Australia, I think. Do we need to now do a Dan Paris Turns 50 special on the podcast? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. We'll get Kai yeah. on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him on not... as well. <laughs> this, this is a good idea. I think her birthday is around the end of May and mine's mid-June, so we're both Geminis. There's a link. That could, you know, that might get it across the line. We you can, can try. Yeah, can <laughs> try. Who's got the 40th birthday uh, recently? I can see a oh, balloon in the background. That, that's me, yeah. Uh, last week. Yeah. Last week. Oh, happy birthday. Thank happy you. Birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, yeah. I, got, I got a surprise trip to Italy from my darling wife. Oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a complete secret as well. I had no idea it was coming, and uh, I had an hour to pack. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic. Wow! Trip. Yeah, we did Rome, we did Florence, we did Venice. It was a fantastic time. So forty's uh, treating me very well so far. Is it expensive over there at the moment to travel? No, no, not from Europe. Yeah, the actual uh, once you get to Italy, the you know the I guess the uh, the hospitality and the, the all the the recreation and so on, everything there is pretty cheap, or is it sort of is it is it is it going back up? No, it's all pretty cheap. It's uh, there's there's some like basilicas and cathedrals that you have to pay a little bit of money for, but you you're talking less than ten euros, which is uh, really not that much at all, really. Uh, and they're they're worth every single penny as well. Some of these buildings are just absolutely stunning. Uh, I'd very highly recommend it. Uh, you would you you know being a keen photographer and cinematographer yourself, you'd be absolutely in heaven over there you really would yeah it's it's right up on the wish list i, I want to um yeah i want to get over there i think um yeah exploring all oh just europe in general i've been to paris but that's as far as i've gone and that was pretty much uh, that was a bucks party for three days so i don't recall any of it but um there is something i don't know if my internet is going to hold out for this so i'm going to just take my video off. oh no don't do it there was <laughs> yeah. so we, we, wow. we nearly let him get away Without whatever he's going to do. I'm scared now. Uh, so while <laughs> we were in Rome... Let me share the screen. This is where you share your entire internet history and we lose down <laughs> as a track forever. So... <laughs> he's he's got his desktop. Right here. Uh, this, to me, looked like a statue dedicated to Drew Kirk falling off the horse. <laughs> that's, that's uncanny. My God. You're <laughs> shocked. <laughs> There's a lot of, wow, that seems like the pigeons like it too. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you might appreciate that. So uh, you uh, you have been made immortal in Rome with the statue and the trophy fountains. Yeah. It was all part of the original contract. They, they signed you on for everything, unfortunately. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, look, um, Dan, if, yeah. if you ever happen to get over to... The general mm. European area. You've got some friends over here now. If you need a, if you need a base and you need some, someone. To, I mean, you don't, you don't need to see England. It's shit. But if, if you fancy, I mean, we'll, we'll show you around some places. Just yeah, like, get in touch. Absolutely, love. 
too, guys. So yeah, I have been over there a few times, and uh, but I, I, I do, um, yeah, I do love it over there, and I, I mean to get back soon. I might even take my kids. So yeah, thank you very much for the invite. I'll um, like I'd love to stay in touch too. So if you've got anything else you can think I'm useful for. Just let me know. Oh, we'll think of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you getting uh, internet deals? Because my internet is currently terrible. <laughs> if, if you've got any good recommendations for broadband deals, please let me know. That'd be great. Not so bad down this motel if you guys wanted to move. <laughs> <laughs> I also... I also wanted to ask about. Sorry, I know you're going. Uh, that like the hair routine, because when when you think of Drew, you think hair. Like what what were you doing? Was that like con- what conditioner uh, was it? Because that was fabulous. <laughs> it still is, I imagine. But like, what was going on there? It's so good. I've been sworn to secrecy, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a it's a lifelong. Um, no, no, I uh, I just. They used to tell me off for not cutting it. Like, Why is your hair so long? Why do you need to get a haircut? And so they started cutting it. But then I, was, I got a motorcycle or, um, in the last couple of years I was in, on the show. So every day I'd ride out there for, what, 40 minutes with a – and I'd get hat hair with the helmet. And that's just how it turned out, like this awful mullet. But I didn't care. I wanted to ride my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I rode it in the rain. You know, you know, Melbourne's not hottest in winter, and I rode it every day. It's, I just loved it. I get wet. I don't care. So, oh. yeah. I get wet and I don't care. Put that on a t-shirt. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get on with the rest of your evening and get to bed so you can go rest on your thoughts. Yeah, I'll, I'll just think about what happened then. <laughs> Dan, will you let, will you give us just a, a shout just after you've wrestled the sharks, just to let us know you're okay? Yeah, what's that one? Just like oh, it, tomorrow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a quick message to yeah. say, sharks done. I'm okay because otherwise we'll we'll all be a little bit worried. I think I'll send you a photo if I can take a couple down there, which I'm sure I can. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Especially mm. if you like holding the shark, like when you catch a fish, <laughs> just holding it by I its tail in my mouth, perhaps because I've got cameras. I'll have my teeth. Um, and you know, great whites—they're they're six meters long sometimes. So you know, it's a it's an effort. It's not easy. Please be safe, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we'll be fine. Thanks again for putting up with us, and uh, yeah. be safe. All right, thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. No worries, guys. We'll see you Bye. later next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>